back to J. Tom Lawler Rink. Third game, Hockey's first round series. Number 10, New Hampshire at number 7, Merrimack. And UNH with a three-goal explosion in the first period. Leads by the score of 3-1 to one at the end of the opening 20 minutes. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers. An official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Joined here by Joe Bertani, the commissioner of the Hockey East Association. Busy, busy weekend for you, Joe. Uh, women's hockey, uh, the Hockey East uh, men's first round. Uh, where have you been? What have you seen? And how has it gone? Uh, I spent the whole weekend in Boston at uh, Walter Brown Arena. We had three one-goal games, two overtime games, and BC uh, successfully, uh, with some difficulty, defended its championship. Now they're waiting for a 9 o'clock selection show for the NCAA to see where in the tournament. They, they think with the win today they may be hosting a game uh, Saturday. So we'll see. It could be BC-St. Lawrence. I know they only seed the top four, then they can move the other four and try to save some money, which is unfortunate. But uh, good, good uh, tournament. Uh, Andy Anastas got the overtime game winner two days in a row and uh, close friend with his dad, Tom, so I was happy for the family. Yeah, I saw Vermont got in there, obviously. You know, they won the series two games to one at Providence uh, last weekend and uh, took Boston College to overtime yesterday and, and uh, it was Northeastern that took BC to overtime today. Is BC the only team that's likely to get in the tournament? Yeah, Northeastern had to win. Uh, the, going into the weekend, we knew our second team would be uh, the, AQ, the AQ winner. We had a chance to get two if Northeastern and one, and uh, Clarkson won, which they did at the ECAC. But uh, we would have had two teams traveling, which is always tough. So one team hosting, we hope, and uh, give us a chance. Uh, Hockey East men's first round as well taking place this weekend. And uh, this is the only game three. Uh, kind of surprise Friday night. You know, we had only uh, the, the, none of the, the road teams won, obviously, but only the one goal among the four of them. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, you just assume playoff hockey means tight checking. I mean, we got 27 shots here in the first period. It's unusual for a playoff game. But to see all those 4 nothing, 5 nothing, 5-1 type scores, um, and, and even last night, like 6-2 Northeast, I guess it was a 3-2 game late, and they got a major and got three goals. But I was surprised by the margin uh, in, in almost all the games. This game here, you mentioned 3-1 to one at the end of one. I mean, we've already had as many goals in one period as we had in either of the uh, the other two games, and it took empty net goals to reach four in, in both the Friday and the Saturday night games. But, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen, I guess, in a game three. Uh, both teams fighting for their season. You know they're both in the same situation where winner go home, and, uh, and and UNH seems to have picked up where they left off last night. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a repeat of last year. Uh, we actually had the women's championship here at Merrimack, and uh, and the series same two teams went three games. So you know it, it'll come down to goaltending late. I, I, you know we always talk about the first shot's not the one you have to worry about. What happens after the first shot, the exception of the third uh, New Hampshire goal, those were all after either many shots like the second one or uh, the Delia. Uh, just never recovered after he lost his edge or whatever happened that got him down on his back. Uh, so uh, I don't think you'll see a period like that the rest of the way. I'd be surprised. And uh, you hate to say next goal wins, but you're almost in that situation. Uh, next weekend will be the quarterfinal round of the men's tournament. Uh, I think all the series start on Friday, or Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is there any TV lined up for next week? Uh, ASN gets to choose a Saturday night game. So they haven't announced where they're going to be. I think they're waiting to see tonight's results so they know all the pairings. So they do one. We have all the games streamed on Pack Network. And then the uh, championship weekend, uh, Nesson's producing it. 
ESPN3 will stream it across the country. Uh, but but uh, Nesson has been carrying the ASN games this year, but ASN's produced, so this one will be a Nesson production next week, uh, two weekends. I know we had you on a couple weeks ago. We talked about some of these things, but maybe some folks weren't listening then. So I just wanted to ask you again. Uh, first of all, next year with the 11 team, uh, uh, 11 team league. First of all, what's the playoff format, and uh, and what does the schedule look like as well? So we'll go back to what we did the year before UConn came in when we, when we were last in 11 school league. Top six, uh, top five get buys. Uh, the bottom six playoff to produce three winners. I think Atlantic's doing that this year as well, and that gives you your 18 quarterfinal. And we also mentioned, I think the last time we spoke, with them, the audit. If you finish fifth, you don't get to host. You know, one through four does, and uh, uh, six, seven, and eight, it'll be you don't. But you know in advance the five, four matchups, so you get a week to prepare, you know, who your opponent is. Um, moving forward, we really don't have any updates on whether or not we're going to get to 12 teams. There's really nothing uh, imminent. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't kind of race to a number. We want to make sure that somebody approaches us, has value, brings value, and can do all the things we need in terms of facilities and scholarships and staffing. So right now it looks like we're going to be in 11 school league for a while. And with two games for opponents, that's 20. That would leave 14 non-league games. I know there's been talk about doing something about that. Is, has that been finalized yet? Yes, it has. The the, uh, the coaches wanted to have an unbalanced schedule. Or they didn't want an unbalanced schedule. They wanted four more games. So uh, Tim Danahy, who works with the NCAA, uh, helped us come up with a formula where each school would get two home, two away. And we tried to make sure you weren't getting four teams and finishing the top of the league or four at the bottom. I think he's done a nice job. I just finished the, the second year of that cycle. So 17, 18, 18, 19 are done. Uh, you'll have 24 league games and, and, and 10 non-league games, which is a lot more palatable to the coaches. And that's based on, what, the two previous years uh, combined, uh, I guess, cumulative standings? You took the standings and, and did some sort of algorithm where, you know, you'd, you'd get a mix of teams in the top half and the bottom half, but it's not an exact science because those strengths change from, from year to year, as you know. Right, right. We're talking with Joe Batani, the commissioner of Hockey East. The score here at the end of one is UNH3 and Merrimack 1. Merrimack women in their second year of Hockey East make the tournament. Pretty big story around here. They did a great job. You know, the, I went to the, that series. second game was a one nothing game where uh, the only goal was scored by Megan Keller, who was our player of the year, defenseman, first defenseman to win player of the year. And she's a national team player. She's a big-time player. But Erin uh, Witten, who I've known, Erin uh, Hamlin, I knew her as Erin Witten. She was a 10-year-old out of Glens Falls, New York, a goaltender I had the pleasure of coaching when she was a little girl. She's done a great job. And, 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 and I looked this up for the banquet the other night. Last year when we had kind of a top-heavy league with Carpenter at BC and Coyne at Northeastern, the bottom five teams only won two games and tied three against the top four for a total of seven points. This year the bottom five won 15 games, six ties, 36 points, and it just showed you a lot more parity. Um, you know, every game somebody had a chance to win. I think Merrimack did a great job. Got into the tournament by winning the last game of the season. Talked to Erin. She's got some great kids coming in next year. So they're going to they're gonna be a factor. They said they'd be a factor in a hurry, and she's lived up to it. Yeah, that's one of the things I like, you know, the most, you know, in, in talking with her, too, is, is uh, you know, everybody else, I suppose, is going to look at it and say, okay, well, you know, they're they're where they are. They're going to be there. And she's like, no, not satisfied with that. She's got her her, her sky, her, her sights set on basically the sky's the limit. This is a woman who played men's professional hockey, yeah. you know, goaltender coming out of UNH. And, and as I said, I've noticed since she was 10, she's very level 
level-headed, very self-confident. Uh, she's a great choice for this program, and, and hopefully uh, they can keep her here because uh, she's already gained a pretty strong reputation. She was an assistant coach at our alma mater for many years, but I'm very impressed with her and what she's done in these two seasons. And you know, the trouble with these young programs like that is that each class that comes in is better than the previous class. So the poor kids that don't get a chance to play for a year or two, there's no guarantee they're going to play for four. There's they, a good chance to get replaced by the next wave of talent. All right, Joe, thanks uh, for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Good to see you. I'm sure we'll see you, you know, next weekend wherever you are in the quarterfinals and then the, uh, the finals at the Garden the, the week after that. Thanks. Thanks for what you guys do all season long. I really do appreciate it. I hope you know that. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. That's Joe Britannia, the commissioner of the Hockey East Association. Our score at the end of one is UNH3, Merrimack 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.